Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates in our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello and welcome. I am Jill Hamilton, editor at Clearance Jobs. Thanks so much for joining us today as we chat with Nick Hamlet. Nick is the Vice President of Engineering at General Atomics Commonwealth Computer Research Incorporated, also referred to as GACCRI. And we're going to be chatting about Nick's career journey and the work that GACCRI does in national security. So Nick, thanks for joining us today. Great. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Awesome. So can you just start out by telling us a little bit about your role within the organization and how, how you got to where you are today? Yeah, sure. So my role in the organization as VP of engineering is uh, kind of cross-cutting across um, our projects, making sure different projects can benefit from each other as best we can, and um, kind of addressing our, our company goals, company roadmap, uh, as well as working with a very internal focus uh, on uh, employee development and training, mentorship, staffing, and hiring, those sorts of internally focused questions. How I got here, I've been at CCRI now for 11 years, and uh, throughout that time, had a, a bunch of great opportunities on uh, varied projects uh, across our technical stack. So doing data science, uh, front-end development, back-end development, uh, eventually kind of team leadership, uh, running, running uh, a technical team, delivering on project requirements, uh, becoming kind of chief engineers, uh, take a role for larger and larger projects. And just throughout that time, maintaining a broad scope uh, and interest across all the things we were doing and how they might fit together, kind of arguing for that as a useful thing to be doing, to have one uh, kind of coherent vision of how the how the different pieces of work fit together. Great, great. It's so important to have that cohesive outlook um, to bring everything together. Otherwise, everybody stays disconnected. So it's such a, an important role. So can you tell us about GACCRI? What are some highlights of the organization over the years? So... GACCRI started as CCRI uh, about 30 years ago, uh, maybe 33 now at this point, uh, and picked up some small business innovative research grants and worked for some, had a couple commercial opportunities and uh, grew, grew and developed with increasing focus on geospatial intelligence, location intelligence, and more and more of our projects kind of shifted that way. We did throughout, throughout the years have things in kind of market intelligence or business intelligence applications. Uh, health, health intelligence sorts of things, but really our focus has uh, shifted and, and really uh, kind of honed in on this location intelligence aspect. At the beginning of 2021, we were acquired by General Atomics, and it's been uh, a fun journey over the past several months to kind of learn more about them and what they do and how we can relate all the different exciting things that um, potential for overlap there. Uh, you know, CCRI as a kind of data science group and software engineering group. Uh, kind of delivering national intelligence, uh, national security focused software. That's great. True story of two heads are better than one. Um, so it's great to see that that growth there. So can you talk a little bit more about the work that GACCCRI is involved in and maybe what are some of the future goals going forward? Yeah. So like I said, our main project is location intelligence. We talk about it as multi, multi-domain global situational awareness. So where are all the things of interest in the world right now? Where are they going? Where have they been? What type of activities are they involved in? What relationships can we gain from that? And that kind of driving mission 
is supported by whatever data we can get into the system, especially any data with uh, location aspects. Part of what we do is fusing in as many different uh, data sources as we can that we can get our access to uh, that support that goal. And so that ranges has, has originally primarily been geolocation of entities through things like SIGIN or things like that, um, where the, the data feed comes with a lat long in time. More recently, we've added in more image processing, uh, multimedia sorts of uh, applications, and in particular, doing the detection of objects in imagery or video. And when that object, when the video has georeference, then we can get a, a geo-coordinate for the detection. And so that becomes a new data source that kind of feeds into the location aspect of everything we do. Uh, and we continue to expand that, especially with our integration with GA that produces a lot of sensors and, and uh, the platforms that um, fly the sensors and software that controls all that. Our integration with GA gives us more opportunities for getting access to all that data and all the different types of data and how they can all be fused together to really make the best picture possible of, like I said, where, where are all the things in the world that I care about? What are they doing? Um, what can I learn about them? How can I analyze them? Both now, looking back, you know, part of what we do is maintain a large history uh, of all the data we've got. So you can kind of do that historical inspection, a pattern of life analysis, and as well as developing analytics for potentially um, forecasting into the future. Where is this thing going? What types of activities might it be involved in? Interesting. Just really giving knowledge and just expanding, you know, just all the information sources we can to... Um, make decisions, you know, because there's so much decision-making in national security. Um, this just requires expanding that knowledge base. Absolutely. And one of our, our kind of uh, slogan for a long time has been uh, data to knowledge, like you just said, converting all those those kind of raw observations coming in in whatever formats, fusing them all together, producing something really actionable, supporting those decision-makers uh, with kind of live views, historic views, drill-down yeah, because I'm sure it just gets so overwhelming too. Sometimes when you just when you're tasked with looking at data nonstop, it's just you can get inundated. So having a a way to actually convert that into something useful um, is is critical. So can you talk a little bit about some of the tools and technologies that that your organization uses? Happily, so we benefit from a lot of good open source solutions. Um, you know, kind of the Apache. Uh, Hadoop ecosystem, so we use uh, Accumulo for storage, Storm for streaming processing, Kafka as a as distributed queue. We use open source map servers uh, that, that serve open standards so that we have the best kind of interoperability. And across that stack, uh, uh, and also in the UI, using many open source libraries uh, in our UI. And we really are end-to-end -end in that way from um, original data science coming in and figuring out how we how we deal with a new data source, how it fuses into everything else, all the other data sources, building the software to store and process that in stream, right? Keeping up with the data volume and scaling to account for that. And then uh, exposing that data through web services and our UI uh, kind of end to end. So lots of good open source use. We do build uh, you know, decent amount of our software. One of the main things that we've made uh, and contribute back to the open source community is the GeoMesa product, which uh, began as a way to use Accumulo, this distributed uh, storage mechanism, as a geospatial database where the primary queries that come in are based on location and time. How do we store data in Accumulo to be able to answer those 
queries efficiently. That was the initial uh, kind of driver for GeoMesa, and it's grown to include plugins and capabilities throughout that technical stack that I mentioned. So notebook integration for things like Spark and Spark Jobs and kind of the data science side. I mentioned Accumulo. We also have H-based support on the streaming side, Kafka uh, and Storm integrations, and then um, format conversions that, that we provide that really enhance what our UI can do because we, we can serve up um, just the just the data that we that the UI needs for a given query so that it's more performant. So through through that stack we've been able to weave in you know spe- special components and circuitry to make that all better and, and work better together and deliver a better thing at the end of the day to the to the customer. That's really great. Um, can you Talk a little bit about what sets GA CCCRI apart in national security. Like, is it like anything about location or maybe even how you operate as an organization? Um, what what would stand out to you? I think there's a few things that set CCRI apart, and uh, I, I certainly come in with a biased view because I've been at CCRI so long, and it, and uh, it's been the place I've worked. Right? I don't have. Uh, as much direct hands-on experience with other uh, organizations. But my perception of it all is that CCRI is different from other organizations in the amount of support we provide for our employees in career development and professional growth. Um, the way we work together it has had a, a very um, collaborative feel. We're, we're you know, 130 people at GACCRI, and you know the growth is hard to, it's hard to keep up with everybody coming in, but most folks, uh, I think, are aware of most of the things going on across the company. We maintain that that sort of small feel, despite our kind of large ambitions and, and the impressive missions that we already support. What sets us apart, additionally, is our location, right? So we're in Charlottesville. Our headquarters is in Charlottesville. We have a couple um, satellite offices, but we're not there in, in Northern Virginia. Um, we're close enough to get there easily. It's easy to support a day trip there, either for us to go there or a customer to come to us uh, and see what we're doing on site. Uh, but Charlottesville is, um, you know, a different pace and, uh, and sort of a different environment that uh, I think a lot of people that are there really do appreciate, and, and I always liked. One of the other things I think that that sets us apart is is this new opportunity with G- with General Atomics and uh, and the growth there. So. We're not delivering an individual uh, software piece ourselves anymore. We're now part of this this broader effort that has more opportunities and, and it's, it's really exciting. Awesome. So for people that don't know, what would be some major um, things about Charlottesville um, in that area that, that they might be able to kind of get an idea of where the location is? <laughs> sure. So Charlottesville is uh, almost about 100 miles from Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. roughly southwest, so central Virginia. Uh, it's tucked in relatively a short drive to Shenandoah National Park and kind of surrounding uh, Blue Ridge Mountains, so it's, a, it's very picturesque. Uh, Charlottesville has a lot of history in it, so uh, Thomas Jefferson's Monticello is uh, right outside of town. Uh, James Madison's previous residence is there. Um, it's an active community in terms of outdoors and cycling and, and running. There's lots of uh, clubs and activities for things like that. It hosts it, uh, University of Virginia is located in Charlottesville, um, which gives it uh, you know kind of a college college feel and um, fluctuating population and all sorts of uh, good things that come from that. 
it's a nice environment. It's got a nice downtown mall. A lot of people go to just kind of walk around the shops and restaurants in the biggest downtown. Lots of local wineries. Lots of good stuff. It's good. I was there about a year ago. Uh, so I also live in the Northern Virginia area. So out to the trip out to the mountains. And it was definitely a, a fun experience walking through the town. So I do love the, the small feel despite the large ambitions. Uh, it's definitely a, an idea to latch on to, to want to join, join in with the work. So a candidate wants to join in with that work and be a part of that. Um, what are some good ways for them to get connected or what should they be looking out for if they'd like to join with GACCRI? I think the main way is probably through our website. We've got our current jobs listed there. Uh, what I would encourage is if you're considering, if you think that uh, working on, on these sorts of problems and location intelligence and end-to-end and, uh, -end software solutions through data science and user interface, if those sorts of problems seem interesting to you and you think you have a relevant background, pick, find one of the jobs on our job site that looks reasonably relevant, uh, but don't get too hung up on it. Uh, we're still at the scale where if, it, if an application comes in and it seems to fit one of our other positions or, you know, a different subgroup might, might uh, kind of run with the resume, that um, we hand that off. And so you don't need to worry about applying for seven different spots because you might fit any one of them. If you apply for one or two, we'll end up canceling one of them and, and kind of shift it into the right bucket anyway. So don't worry too much about um, which one you apply for. Find one that seems most relevant and, uh, and go for that. But if, um, if any of the jobs resonate, any of the stack resonates, uh, we'd love to hear from you. We do look, we, we do benefit from people with uh, clearances, and uh, we try to find enough opportunities for folks without them. But um, having the clearance really is is very helpful. Um, kind of lets you hit the ground running with um, kind of hands-on project work uh, on the real data, um, which, is, which is really fun and you know easier to get the end-to-end -end solution done when you can be there to see the ends, whole things. Yeah, I think it's a great point too, with being small enough to be able to translate one resume into other open positions, since there could be more of an awareness as to what other opportunities there are, something you sometimes don't get in a larger organization. So um, it's a really great feature to offer to candidates, that flexibility to and, and it's also encouraging in the in the um, interview process or when you're trying to find a job to not have to to submit for seven different openings. <laughs> and, and, and so, yeah, because really it's about the right candidates getting in, the ones that are you know passionate about their work. And um, so if you're a good fit as a person, it can it can translate in different ways sometimes. So that's a good thing to remember. Yeah. And a lot of what we look for, I'll say, is, um, you know, your background is always important to us, right? What, what we think you know coming in is great. We are also very interested in what we think you can learn, how much you demonstrate wanting to learn, um, you know, either either with personal projects, however, however you're coming into uh, applying with us. We are always, all of us, learning new things every day. Uh, I get to learn new things all the time, right? We've, we've started using Kubernetes more recently, so we go down that stack and, and get to pick that up. And it's a lot of fun and it's interesting and we apply it for important problems. Um, and so we, we look for people that uh, are really interested in, in learning more and, and seeing more things and applying that to the missions, right? We have our, our customers with real important missions that mm -hmm. uh, where timing matters and uh, national security is important that, uh, that we want to support. 
and people that have that same uh, interest in supporting that mission uh, really kind of make the most progress in CICI, right? Yeah, no, that's that's so true. Like, you can do cool things, but if you can't make those cool things connect uh, to solve real problems, then um, right. it it's it's not as it's not as uh, much of an advantage. So, mm-hmm. understanding the logic between behind the connections that you make for the work that you do is really important. Um, so that's a good point. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today at ClearCast. For more security clearance news and defense information, please visit us at news.clearancejobs.com.